Welcome to Refreshingly Human, a podcast from CRS Data's MLS Tax Suite. In this podcast, we're talking to real estate agents about real challenges, their successes, and the topics that keep them up at night. We're a bunch of data nerds, so we'll throw in some tech discussion for good measure. Join us as we get refreshingly human with our guests. Here we go. Good afternoon. Today, I am with George and Andrew of the Northern Nevada Regional MLS. Hey, guys, do me a favor. Introduce yourselves and tell me what you do. My name is George Picard. I'm the CEO of the Northern Nevada Regional MLS, and I'm here today with my friend, Andrew. Hey, um, I'm Andrew Cristancho, Director of Marketing at Northern Nevada Regional Multiple Listing Service. Glad to be here. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for jumping on with us today. So, you know, I think the biggest part of today is just a real casual conversation about the fact that you and your leadership team have built a tech forward, innovative MLS. So Andrew and George, you're both powerhouses of knowledge. And we really want to kind of just touch on that today um, and talk about your energy and your talent and the things and the steps that you've taken to explore your commitment to building such a solid organization and a progressive MLS. Again, we heard a little bit about you. What about a a bit about your background? Where did you come from and what did you envision um, this to be? So I think this is this is interesting because Andrew and I actually started at the MLS nearly the same day. We go back and forth on who is actually the senior employee here at the MLS. <laughs> Andrew started as a temp, but was a hired uh, was hired officially what three days after I was hired officially as About a full time employee. Yeah, yeah. So he was here before me as a temp. But only for about three weeks or so. But only for a few weeks <laughs> because there was another large corporation in town that yeah. lured him away for a short while uh, because they had a taco bar. Yeah. And quesadillas too. Yeah, quesadillas too. Yeah. Wow. Smoothies. And so way back in the day. Uh, <laughs> 2011. <laughs> this was around Halloween, Nevada Day. Uh, and I was hired by Shelly Specchio as the director of IT. Right before I was hired, uh, Sean Murphy had um, accepted a position with uh, Tucson, and I'll forget the name of the MLS down there. Pardon me, you guys. Uh, uh, but so I, I took over where Sean left off here at Northern Nevada Regional MLS, and um, as with Sean Murphy and Shelly Specchio and Mary Jo before her and Jean Melman, there's quite a, a legacy of, of leadership here at the organization, and um, and so Andrew and I coming in at the same time have had a lot of the shared experiences. We've grown together in this business, um, and I think that that's the part of the unique bond that we have in leading this organization and uh, contributing back to the industry. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. That's yes. um, just. Uh, it feels natural, George and I working together. We've traveled so much together, the conferences, you know, if you've seen us there and you come here to visit us, Nikki, and it just feels like a, a natural fit when we're kind of brainstorming in the conference room or in your office or, or whatnot. It's just, um, it's, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good fit. So we work well together. Well, looking back at your career, can you tell me any any big moments, big or small, um, that made an impact on you and the way you've approached this since, what, 2011 um, endeavor with the Northern Nevada Regional MLS? I, I have an IT background, so 
for the last uh, longer than I'd like to admit. Uh, I, I've worked in, in IT and in all aspects of IT. Um, and, and so my thinking and my perspective has often been an if-then sort of mindset and very logical and, 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 and to a fault sometimes, as is the case uh, in this incident, uh, where there was a... Um, there's, there's been a lot of tension since we started, I think, Andrew, we'll back this up, between uh, our members and um, advertising portals and our members' concern for what is done with their data. I didn't really get a visceral appreciation for um, the attachment our brokers have to the listing data. The listing data, in, in our minds from the IT perspective, is data like anything else, and it's um, it's information. It's useful, and uh, and we and we we make products out of it, and we move it from point A to point B. We try to improve it, but it's data um, to our brokers. That data is very meaningful, and that data represents, in a lot of cases, for some of our veteran brokers, their life's work, and 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 there's so much feeling and emotion embedded into that information. So um, we had a, a participants meeting a roundtable sort of discussion early on about what sort of options the MLS should should offer our brokers when it comes to moving data around the internet. And at that meeting, it was a humbling experience for me. And and I, I haven't been the same. I haven't looked at MLS data the same since hearing and feeling that emotion from our brokers about about their feelings on that, uh, on that, on what the data means to them, and what it means to the community, what it means to their clients, and the and the industry on on whole. So that's one little moment of of, of what has contributed to where I'm at today with the organization and my understanding of what it means to be MLS. No, I think that's great. Good information for sure. You know, it's those moments that make us change our direction or make uh, us pay more attention to those details. So I can appreciate that. So with you, Andrew, I've done a lot of different training events, right? It seems like you wear a lot of different hats. Explain to me what your role looks like on a day-to-day basis. And has that changed since you know, we've been kind of uh, called back into the office or how was it different in the last year than it is right now, now that you've gone back, at least working part-time in the office, whatever that looks like? It has, it's um, it's sort of been a roller coaster really since I started. Um, you know, I didn't go to a traditional, I'm not a traditional techie, I'm not a computer scientist or a super tech background, super giant brain like like George Says the guy with this uh, fine pilot, by the way. <laughs> but as you can see, I like the toys, and so I've always had an affinity for the for the tech toys and the fun part of it, and the and the learning part of it, and adopting new things quickly. Uh, and so that's really sort of informed my role here at, at MLS since the beginning as a help desk person, staff member, I was I was tasked to, you know, troubleshoot all these things, but it really turned out that it was more of a customer service role than it was, uh, you know, a technical networking thing or writing code. It was more of, I need to be persistent and, and kind and uh, customer centric 
in order to succeed. And um, that still informs me too um, today. And I would say that just that continues um, through COVID. And now that we're back in the office full time, it's, it's the same, you know, really. It's just looking at it in maybe new ways. Maybe we're not doing all in-person classes. Maybe we're doing half, half virtual, half in-person or some sort of hybrid. We're, we're always looking um, at new ways to deliver the content. It's it's great to be at an organization that's so tech leaning and so tech forward, and that allows me to kind of use play to my strengths because I I'm like I've said already customer service customer oriented people person oriented, and so I can really kind of translate that that technical part, and they become the the technical side of the organization becomes kind of the wind beneath my wings, and I can say guys, I'm hearing this and it would be really cool if we did X, Y, Z. And George and the guys in the in the um, IT office say, well, maybe if we connect wire A to wire B, we can make that happen. So it's, it's really uh, a pleasure to, you know, have that sort of synchronicity in that environment to be able to play to my strengths. And George, can you talk to me a little bit about what it means to be a powerful or effective MLS and maybe what that looks like in action as well as, you know, in effect, your long-term goals or the long-term impact for those members? So to be an effective uh, MLS is about being an effective MLS for our members and our members should be empowered with the tools and services that we provide to better serve their clients. Our mission is to support our our members as the source of real estate expertise and to do so by providing them with the most timely, accurate and up-to-date information and and the best tools to work with that information. There are lots of different metrics that we could throw out to try and determine whether or not we're succeeding in that uh, endeavor. There are big shoes to fill here in RMLS. Uh, in the past, we've had amazing CEOs, and I work with an amazing team. This guy already, and uh, other great, great people on the team. We just couldn't fit in a small room to fit in front of you. But it really is a pleasure to work with these guys, and I think their dedication also reflects the great work we've done to be able to recruit great employees and keep them on the team, keep a team focused on delivering value to a membership is no small feat and uh, it's a team effort absolutely yeah I, I would just add to that too um what george has uh, done since we've taken over there's been a real there's been a real um shift towards what can we empower the the members the brokers and the agents and the appraisers and all the assistants and all the members what can we empower them to do so they have control and there's been this shift of well, why don't we build something on the member's website? Why don't we build like a, a self-help tool to help them with, with IDX agreements and contracts? Why don't we build something to help them be able to change their phone number and their email in the database, you know, instead of having to transfer them to the, you know, shareholder association and, and, and wait for that process to roll through the system, which could take 24 hours to no fault of anyone's, but just the systems, right? And so there's um, really been this this powerful move towards um, towards that self help for our members. And I, I think when a member feels 
and to a greater extent, this goes to customers too. When a customer feels empowered with their choices, they feel good about the organization that um, is helping them with those choices. So. As many times as I've been out there, right? Although I'm waiting my invitation for the next go round, it's always been obvious that you guys are super focused on giving your members the best of the best, the tools. Has that always been um, something that you are focused on or was there a tipping point at some point when it became obvious? Not only, obviously, George, you said, listening to the professional tell you how important their data was and you know they're building on that and and so you heard that was there an, a, a similar tipping point when it was obvious that you needed to have tech fairs with a lot of options people surrounding a room as i remember it um, and speakers coming on stage and we the vendors being around the outside of the room being a part of that and you guys were always so super focused and making sure your members knew the tools that were available bringing the best people to them again was there a tipping point when that became obvious that you were going to be super focused on that uh, for i don't know that there was a single tipping point more than a um, a, a hard turn right or left towards where we're at today. This has been a continuation of what an RMLS has always been about. Certainly there are refinements in our path that have occurred. And um, I think a lot of that is just uh, being responsive and, and listening to the members. Um, for a long while, we've heard that our members have felt out of control and they felt uh, like technology is leaving them behind they felt that they are being displaced as professionals and uh, are no longer relevant. And so instead of looking at providing software as a service strictly as um, a set of credentials and instructions to an end user, uh, we look to provide benefit and meaning to, uh, to professionals in a way that is respectful of where they are at and what their, what their perspective, what their outlook looks like from their place. A lot of times I think software providers will venture into it's this way or it's that way, here's what we do, um, here's how we solve problems. Um, instead, of, instead of that being the focus, our focus is about revealing possibilities and empowering the member to act on their client's behalf as a professional with additional leverage of technology on their preference based on what they're comfortable with and, and what their expertise is and making sure that we meet a number of different um, archetypes along the way. It's not just that so that people need to be taught, wrote, here's how you do it, step one through three. Um, some people are like that and that's what they, that's what they want from us. Others are Show me, show me the sandbox. Let me know what I can play with. And, and we are accommodating both those perspectives. We're accommodating Andrew is, is great. Um, and, and I think he's minimized his teaching background a bit here. But he's an amazing teacher um, and, and works well with all the different mediums, whether it's visual, the written word. We're, we're covering the spectrum to make sure that None of our members are left behind. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times 
you can feel overwhelmed by the amount of change that is, that's occurred and the pressures of a, of a changing market, of a heated market. Most certainly, there are technical issues to solve. There are, are problems that we need to look at and talk about together. But it's not limited to, our work is not limited to solving problems. Uh, and if our focus is there, we're going to keep finding problems. What we're looking to do is to um, to elevate the profession, to uh, take things to the to the next level as an MLS, uh, to continue to evolve. Um, uh, we're we often talk. Our mantra inside is you're part of something big. Uh, to remind ourselves that we are but one player in uh, the ecosystem of, of real estate. But we all have to work together to produce that end result that is the dream of home ownership. Well said. I'll just say that because I know that Andrew would have said that in just a second as well. <laughs> I mean, it's always, again, very obvious for any of us who have ever visited you or had the opportunity to be part of those tech fairs and such, it's very obvious that you take a very leading role in making sure your members are getting what getting their needs satisfied. Because what do we say all the time? There's not one size fits all. We have to make sure that we're, accommod we're accommodating the needs of all. So just with that said, what kind of steps do you take to identify what that new tech tool is? What steps do you take to identify those? And, and how do you vet out what's going to stay and what's going to go or what's going to be that new tool in your sandbox, if you will? Uh, the, I think the steps we take to identify a new technology and a new tech tool to offer our members, maybe there are uh, three focus areas that, that I would bring into the uh, conversation here. One is that we are partnering with somebody who, a technology provider, we're partnering with a technology provider who is aligned with our members' interest, who respects their position in the ecosystem, and somebody that has a lot of integrity, somebody that we can trust. I think, uh, I think it's a Warren Bennis quote, that, but I might have this wrong um, because I've heard it from several people that trust is the lubricant uh, of an organization, of an effective organization. And really, there's so much friction that develops when mistrust is present that uh, relationships become completely dysfunctional. So, so we want to start off by making sure we're partnering with somebody we have a great deal of trust with and who has a lot of integrity. Uh, last is back to empowerment. Does this tool empower our members to be better professionals? That's a great tip. I mean, to share that at that level, I couldn't have written that up for you to say better. <laughs> so what other advice do you have for leaders and or members um, who want to empower and grow the impact of their own business model or another MLS or association? Well, I would I would say, um, and and this is sort of stolen from a book that George and I have been kind of sharing back and forth, but start uh, start with why. Uh, not in, in this answer, not necessarily uh, our why, but start with the why of why are we thinking we need this tool? Why, why do we need to bring on this new solution? Is this a solution or is this someone just getting their foot in the door to sell something else um, or two? 
grab some data or to take some mailing lists to sell to a third party, somebody else, right? So, so ask the why first. Why, why do we need this and why is this important for our members? Ask your members if they need something like this. You know, listen to your members. If you're hearing, boy, we could really use a, you know, XYZ widget. Well, um, let's investigate. Let's, let's get some brokers in the room. Let's do a survey. Let's do some engagement. And, and figure out if this if this thing, uh, if we really need to bring on this thing, but not just because it's the, the newest and, and shiniest tool. So ask away. I would go back to, um, that's a great response, sir. Thank you. I would go back to uh, uh, another turning point that, that came to mind as you were saying, talking about the book. And that's um, a blog post from Greg Robertson that, uh, that I read in Vendor Alley shortly after the mic drop incident in Boise. And I want to say it was 2015, but around there, right? And where there was a significant disconnect between a broker organization and the MLS industry. And, and that was undeniable. I, I believe it, this was this, his response or um, advice at that point uh, to be so good that they can't ignore you. Now I could be wrong. Maybe it was in, re- in regards to another one of another many uh, incidents that have come up in the industry that have been equivalent to mic drop moments. But uh, words of sage advice from from the the MLS whisperer, um, <laughs> the real technology whisperer, Greg Robertson, yeah. to be so good they can't ignore you. And I I took that to heart. I've taken a few things he said to heart. And uh, I think wow, what what a blessing to have such amazing leaders in this industry. This isn't, uh, I realize, an advertisement for CRS data, uh, this opportunity here, but I would like to say that you guys have been an outstanding partner and that that you check all the boxes that I, that I spoke about in the focus areas of integrity, empowerment, and, uh, and trust and alignment. As an MLS, I feel like we are your customer, and that's super important to me, to our organization's future. We need to work with companies and pay for services from companies that treat us as if we are the customer, just as we do in turn for our members. Of course, our members are always in all of our focus, but let the MLS do what the MLS does and the vendors do what they do. You know, if, if there's an opportunity for us to partner on something new, we're always open to that uh, as long as it's in the member's best interest. But you guys have been outstanding, Nikki. You've been great about maintaining a, a positive uh, and productive relationship with us. Uh, the data provided in CRS is beyond the, the par, the best um, that we have had the opportunity to work with as a data set. The tools are, are lightning fast. The platform is ultra reliable. Um, I don't remember us ever having to post a single status incident on our status health page saying that there's a problem with CRS data. So cheers, outstanding work. Thanks to you and and Matt and the whole team. Well, we really appreciate that. And that's what we're after, long-term relationships. It's not just about the data, it's about you, the people and the relationships that we build. And that's just never gonna change. I said in a previous interview that you sign up for CRS data and you've got me for life and I'm going nowhere. (laughs) So 
as we wrap up today, again, I appreciate all your time, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to, if there's anything else that you wanted to leave us with today, any other impactful statement or anything that you feel like it makes sense to leave out there. One of the exciting trends lately uh, in the MLS industry is the partnerships between different MLSs to share resources and MLS Align's uh, effort with the API and their uh, recent announcement of, of acquiring a showing service type of application. I, I, I'm excited about this. I love the idea and the concept of MLS is working together to develop software that works for the MLS industry, not as a replacement for our software vendors and our great partners like CRS Data, but to augment and provide some flexibility where that sort of thing makes sense. In, in markets where you have a heavy tech-forward staff, um, it, it might very well make sense to share some resources with uh, markets that don't have that, that staff. So there's lots of interesting partnering opportunities that have been springing up that take the whole consolidation idea to a new level uh, in ways that uh, respect the local governance and authority and also uh, provide the benefits of scale. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think that too, that separates, that kind of speaks to differentiation of MLSs and and, and which MLSs are going to, like you were asking before, Nikki, you know, what, what makes a great MLS or a powerful MLS or a powerful leadership team and, and folks that, leader, leaders that can collaborate together and come together and, and make something greater together um, than apart and realize that they're, you know, part of something larger, part of something big will um, succeed. And uh, so I think going back to CRS data and the MLS tax suite, your product, we align with your model as well of, you know, at the end of the day, we're a group of professionals that just wake up every day and we care about what we're doing. We want to be the best. And when we, when we offer our members this, this tool set, there's a lot aside from the, the, the kind of the, the synergies that uh, George was just talking about with MLS is coming together and creating something different and brand new. You know, MLSs can be kind of look the same, right? They can look, you know, well, you have XYZ or ABC platform, right? And so they're both, com you know, comparable, but what differentiates us? And so I feel like that's where our organizations align. CRS data and RMLS. It's the people, and you you guys have your tagline, refreshingly human. And I think that's what separates us is that, you know, our members throughout the years, they've realized they can call us and they get a human on the other line. Uh, we've just uh, implemented uh, with George's leadership uh, and our board of trustees, uh, weekend tech support. So they can call on the weekends now too, and we're meeting them where they are. Uh, as George said earlier, and so that that human touch, and not just a person on the other line trying to get the person on the other side off the phone fast, but somebody that empathizes and hears them or sees them as as a person and wants to help. So um, I think that's really important in the industry. Well, it sounds like our. Um systems and the way we approach customers and what we do is the same. We have to give our members and give your members what they need. And that's what we're going to continue to do. And we're excited about that moving forward. And again, I'm going to say it. I miss you guys. 
Can't wait to get out there to see you. Next trade show, anything that I can do, let us know. 2022, 2022, you're coming. 2022. All right. Well, give me that invitation and I'll be there. So thank you again. It means a lot to take the time for you to take the time away from your busy schedules to talk to us today. I know our listeners will appreciate it and I certainly do. So thanks a bunch. Thank you so much for the opportunity to spend some time with you guys today. Yeah, really appreciate it. appreciate it. Thank you so much. This has been Refreshingly Human. Please drop us a line at communications at crsdata.com. You can visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. If you liked today's episode, feel free to share it with a friend. We welcome guest recommendations. From all of us at CRS Data's MLS Tax Suite, thanks so much for listening.